You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Let's get our Bibles out. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 starting in verse 9 and we're going to go through 14. We're going to be in a couple of different places today, and I don't know if it'll be up on the screen, so this was actually a test of whether or not you brought your Bibles today. For those of you that are looking around, we are judging you. I'm just saying. I'm not, we're not a perfect church, but we are judging you. You can download a Bible app for free right now, BibleGateway.com, or the Bible app. There's a million of them. You can download them on your phone. Man, I wish I just had a Bible. I just gave you one for free. And if you need a Bible, we will actually get you a Bible. Like, if you don't own a Bible, we will get you a Bible. Let us know. That's not like a, I don't want you to be like, oh, I just don't have one. We'll get you one. That's what we're here for, okay? Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 9. Let's pray before we jump into this. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that today and every day, (laughs) it's never stopped. It's always alive, it's always active, it's always sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide us to our core. Father, I'm so thankful that, that you didn't leave us groping in the dark, wondering where we go, what do we do, how do we move forward, what are the next steps, but your Bible and your Holy Spirit get together and, and reveal the path to life. Reveal your teachings and point us back to Christ in every area. And Father, today as we get into this and as we take communion and we do that in remembrance of him, let our minds be turned back. Let our minds and our hearts and our our purpose in life be turned back to the things that you would have for us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Well, the last couple of weeks, well, I don't even know if it's been the last couple of weeks, but in the last, maybe it's been about since January. Since January, we've been kind of dealing with and talking about, well, I mean, almost all the way through COVID. Wouldn't you say this? You don't know what I'm going to say. Just agree with me. Yes, it sounds right. But probably almost all the way through COVID, God's really kind of stirred things up in us or, or stirred like almost all the teachings almost go back to being purposeful about moving forward into the things of God, right? And like dealing with those things that are, and being intentional, right? We've used those words, seven days of purpose, being intentional in, in all aspects, right? Whether it's in, in, in being intentional in our practices, being in intentionals in, in community or in servanthood, whatever that is, is all of those things about moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. But I'll be honest with you, before we kind of end that, and and I don't think we're we're never, by the way, we're never going to get away from that. We're never going to be a church that ever gets away from constantly making sure that we are purposely moving forward to the things of God. But I want to deal with, because there's something in the mix of all of that that we've talked about, something that we, that it's, it's almost borderline the elephant in the room that we haven't really touched on, that we haven't really dealt with, that can really sabotage moving forward. Meaning I can be running into the things that God wants me, into the patterns that God wants me. I can be attempting to do this, but if I do not address this elephant in the room, I'm promising you It's going to fail. You want to know what it is? Does anybody want to know? I mean, you're not going to like me. It's okay because we're going to take communion and you're going to have to forgive me before you do that. So I'm okay with you not liking me right now. 
Like I got 30 minutes or 40 minutes or an hour and a half of however long I'm going to talk of you maybe not liking me that we're going to deal with this. Do you want to know what it is? Good. Let's look at the word. I'm not going to say. Let's look at this. Matthew, where did I tell you to go? Matthew chapter 6. This is when Jesus begins to tell his disciples, guys, listen, he has just gotten done with telling the disciples, guys, listen, don't pray like these guys. He's dealing with that kind of attitude of prayer, like what prayer should look like. But this is something that he's going to say, and he's going to say, this is how you do it, guys. Or let, let, at least let this be the model. He says this in verse 9, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. How great is your name? How big is your name? You are above. That is that God is God and I am not. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth, meaning in my life. Not just, not just let it be done in what you want to do, but, but let it manifest in my dailies on this earth. Let me, let me see your will be done, okay, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. I love that. Just, God, I just need what I need from you today. In verse 12, and I want you to underline this. And forgive us our debts or our transgressions as we also have forgiven our debtors or those that have transgressed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, I want you to see this. How many of, the, of you, you that, that's something, you've, you've heard that prayer model before. But there is a massive elephant in the room in the middle of that prayer. In fact, Jesus himself is going to emphasize the very thing that he's going to say, there's a big one in the thing that I just gave you. Because he says this in verse 14. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Isn't it amazing that Jesus, right after he gives his disciples this model of what prayer looks like, talking about seeing God as who he is, hallowed be your name. Like, he's dealing with heavy topics here, man. Man, God is God. He's dealing with, God, let your will be done on earth in my life. That's dealing with lordship. He's dealing with believing God for, for our, our provision and our needs, all of these things. And the one thing that he emphasizes after he gets done Instead of going back to all of those things, what does he go back to dealing with? I want to make sure you got this, guys. You didn't miss the part where I said forgive them, did you? I need you to make sure you get that. Think about that. The creator of the universe gives them a model of what prayer looks like, of all of these high-level things, and the thing that he emphasizes is forgiving others. Well, that's heavy, isn't it? So there must be something there. There must be something to do with that. There, there must be something about unforgiveness or us as believers walking and, and holding on and not forgiving others. And let me just say this too, forgiving ourselves for our past transgressions there must be something to this if Jesus, after that, says, listen, guys, I want to make sure. He was literally, see, you think I recap. He was recapping here. 
And he picked the part of what he wanted to recap and emphasize. Guys, I know you heard what I just said, but I want to make sure you get this. Don't miss the forgiveness part. Don't miss forgiving others. It's kind of a big deal. Now, I want to deal with something just real quick. Are you with me today? No, 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 I need to hear you because we need to unpack this just for a second. Are you hear me? Okay, I need to, because this is going to be a big one. I want to deal with the fact just very, very quickly, because when I read that passage, for if you forgive others, or for you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. I, I want to just make sure doctrinally as a church, we're okay in that statement, because I'm going to be honest with you. If I just had that sentence alone, and I didn't understand the word teaching the word, it would be very easy for me to think that that was attached to my salvation and my standing with God. Did you hear what I just said? Because the Bible, when it says, if I don't forgive others, then God's not going to forgive me. Well, my goodness, does that mean if, if I carry unforgiveness, I'm not saved? This is not what he is dealing with here. And I want you to see this just real quick. I, I, I can't deal with this without making sure that we are on sound, good foundation. Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 1 through 10, and I'm not going to go all the way through. Just let's jump down to verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not what? From yourselves. It is what? A gift of God, not by works, so that nobody can boast. Now underline this, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared for us uh, in advance. Now I want you to understand this real quick. That whole sentence, man, if I don't forgive people, then God's not going to forgive me. Man, did, am I walking around uh, worried that I'm, 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 maybe I'm not saved? Maybe I'm not in right standing with him? That's not what he is dealing with here. Because follow me on this. If my standing with Christ was revolving on whether or not I would forgive somebody, then that would be a work of myself. Does that make sense? And the Bible clearly, over and over and over again, says, you, what you received, you didn't do this on your own. It was a free gift to you. Does that make sense? Yes. What I'm trying to do is protect you from getting down a weird doctrinal rabbit hole and thinking, man, every time I'm carrying unforgiveness, I might not be in right standing with God. No, your right standing was a gift of God. When God says, I'm not going, if you forgive those, I'll forgive you. What he's saying there is connected to the end part of that, which is I have good works for you to do. But if you are carrying unforgiveness, it's not going to get in the way of your salvation, but it will get in the way of you walking in the fullness of who I am and what I have for you. Does that make sense? Are you following me on that? Does that make, has anybody ever struggled with that passage? No, no, raise your hand. Be honest. Can we be honest? It's, it's, a, it's kind of a tough one. If we, if we don't see that, we need to understand the good news is, is the Bible teaches the Bible, Right? And if I'm curious or if I'm concerned about this, don't worry. The Bible, in context, will teach the Bible. And so I want to make sure, because I don't want us to leave here. If you say, well, I'm not going to forgive this, and I'm just going to carry this, you know, and you go against the will of God and leave here, that is not dealing with your salvation. But I do promise you that the good works that he has for you, you're never going to run in them 
in the right way, you're never going to run in them in the fullest. So let's keep going. I just had to go down that path just real quick because, number one, like I said, we, we have to stand. We have to stand on good, solid doctrinal foundation. I want you to go real quick. Um, go to Ephesians chapter 4. Because I want to begin to deal with the fact that Jesus emphasized unforgiveness as a big deal. And I want you to understand that, 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 that unforgiveness, you think it's just attached to that one thing, that one incident, that one hurt, that one pain, that one wrong that somebody did. How many of you have ever had somebody do you wrong? Raise your hand. Welcome to the human experience. <laughs> There is no cover charge. It's not if, it's just when. It's going to happen. Somebody is going to let you down. Somebody is going to hurt your feelings. Somebody is going to do something to you that you did not deserve. And I am genuinely sorry that there was pain inflicted on you. I am so, you have no idea. If I could go back and erase those things, I would. I am sorry. But Jesus says there is a way forward. And there is a right way forward. And he wants us to walk in life. But he needs us to see to what that is connected to and what it causes. I want you to read Ephesians chapter 4 starting in verse 31. It's going to say this. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling. Jackie, you have got to stop brawling. You have no idea. She's bare knuckle on the weekends. You've got to stop that, Jackie. Brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other. Why? Because Christ forgave me. It's kind of our thing. We forgive those because we are a people that know we are forgiven. But I want you to understand something. All of this is attached to those works that it talked about uh, earlier on in Ephesians, those works that God's called you to. Listen, if there is a root, if there is a uh, initial thing of unforgiveness towards somebody that's caused you pain, somebody that's done wrong to you, then I promise you there will be bitterness, there will be rage, there will be anger, there will be malice. And I'm telling you, it comes out always at the wrong time. And if you do not deal with it, I don't care how far you try to run from it, it will always be there and it will always get in the way of what God wants for your life. Do you hear me? You cannot step into the things of God. You cannot move forward into the patterns of God and ever with carrying unforgiveness in your life. It will fester, it will boil over, it will turn into malice and rage. And Let's just be honest. When I say those terms right there, uh, you know, uh, bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, how many of you right now can literally attach those emotions to a pain that was caused to you, what you'd like to do back to those things? Can we just lift our hands? I, I, hold on. There we go. All right? <laughs> Right? I, I know all of those things. 
They have come up in me. They, they have boiled over in me. They have gotten in the way of me moving forward. But they're attached to something at the root that has to be cut out before we move forward. Are you following me on this? I want you to see this, and then I'm going to try to give us a very practical example. I love this. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 14. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 14, says this. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and to defile many. Do you realize when we have unforgiveness in our heart, not only does it produce rage and malice and anger and bitterness in our own life, that that root can literally defile those things around us. It can defile the relationships that we're in. It can defile where we're at in our workforce. It can defile our marriage. It can defile, it can defile all kinds of things. It is not, listen to me, unforgiveness, Jesus is so clear on this, unforgiveness is not just to design to kill you, it's designed to kill everything around you. Did you hear what I just said? We think it's just something that we hide inside and keep inside and you know, and we do that and we push it down and we think it's, it's only our pain to carry, but what you don't realize is it's defiling everything around you. And you would say, but, 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 but Chris, I, I still have some relationships in my life. Yeah, but again, you will never see the fullness of those relationships. You will never see the fullness of that marriage. You will never see the fullness of the things of God if this is at the root. Are you following me on that? You might actually be looking at those relationships and, and your walk of life through literally uh, almost like, like you're looking at it through a cloud. You, you think it's good, but God has something better. And God goes, I want you to walk in the better, but this has got to die first. This has got to die first. Why? Oh, oh, just maybe because I forgave you while you hated me. So there's that. But I want to give us an example. Can I do this? Because I want to just show you something. Ryan, can I have your help? Ryan, I'm just going to ask you a favor. Please don't hurt me, okay? You just come over here and stand over here. Now, this has the potential to go really bad. I'm just letting you know that. The things that I do to make examples for things, okay? I want you to just see this, because here's what I want to do today. I want to give you a practical picture of what unforgiveness looks like in your life. And then I want to show you how even when we attempt to do things to counteract it, we are still attached to it until we deal with the root. Ryan is my pain. Ryan is whatever has been done to me. Ryan is my dad, my mom, that brother, that person, that pastor, that past church, that relationship, that ex-wife, my wife now, my husband now, my ex-husband, my children, whoever that is. It doesn't matter the name or the position. It just represents this is my pain and this is my hurt. You follow me on this? And what happens is, is if I don't deal this, deal with this, it's like this. At first, 
I can get angry at this, and here's what I'll do. I'll just run away from you. I'll just get as far away from this as I can and not even let anybody know. So what I'll do is I'll just run, 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 run. And the reality of it is, is I can never really get away from it. At first, it's easy, right? At first, it's easy, right? I, I can run as fast. I can, I can change where I'm at. I can change the relationship. I can do all that. But eventually, I'm going to come to the place where the root pain in me is going to produce malice and anger and slander. And those that are around me now are going to pay for the thing that is in my past because I haven't dealt with it. And then what's going to happen is I'm just going to get sucked back into it because it's still here. You follow me on this? Does this, does this model represent anybody in this room ever? Or is it just me? Okay, now, let me show you what we try to do. Oh, this gets better. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. I, I know what I'll do. I know I'm not going to deal with the pain and the hurt and the unforgiveness. What I'm going to do is, is I'm just going to go to church. I'll just go to church and I'm going to get my life right and I'm just going to leave all that in my past and I'll just, I'll just run to church. So now it's even easier to run, right? Now it's even easier to run. I can get further and further away from it, right? It's still there, but I can get further and further away from it. But the reality of it is, just because I've gone to church and I was able to get a little bit further away from it and leave it further in my past, guess what? It's still there. And it's still eventually going to pull me right back. Right? Oh, how about another great idea? Oh, let, let's, let's, just, let's just keep this going. Let, let's just keep this going. Oh, I know what I'll do, Pastor Chris. I'll get counseling. I know. I'll, I'll go to counseling and get counseling about it. And I know you're sitting there saying, how dare, how dare you say that there's something wrong with counseling? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with counseling. What I'm saying is, is if I try to make counseling the thing that fixes it without fixing the root problem, guess what? I might have been able to run further and further and further away from it, but it's still there. Do you know how many people are in counseling because of a past pain in their life? And all they do week after week after week is just come and sit in front of somebody and talk about the residue, talk about the residue, talk about the residue, talk about the residue. And all reality is all they're trying to do is run further and further and further away from it. If I could just get away from it. But the reality of it is it's still there. And that is why Jesus is saying, thanks, Ryan. You're not my pain. You're my friend. That's why Jesus is saying, listen, guys, this, this has to die. This, this has to die. This has to be cut off. Like, I'm going to tell you how to pray, but I'm going to emphasize, guys, don't miss the fact that you need to forgive people. Because if you don't and this doesn't die, you're going to try to attach things that even look like me to thinking that that'll be the answer to that. And the reality of it's not. And you're going to spend your life sitting in church listening to pastors speak and praying and worshiping all in all, trying to run further and further and further and further from that thing. I can just get as far as I can away from it, but yet it's still attached to me. It's still connected. And here's the beautiful thing, guys. 
When that thing's die, when that thing is cut off, and I walk in unforgiveness, when I walk in forgiveness and I let that go, then all of a sudden these things aren't bad. These things aren't notorious. You being here at church is not bad. In fact, it's going to leave you. In fact, it's going to spring you forward into the things that God has for you, but it's never going to spring you forward until you get rid of what's anchoring you back. What's wrong is, is if you try to use this as a mask to cover up that. Are you following me on this? How long have we sat with things? Oh, I'll just get counseling. I'll just take out all my junk and pour it out in front of somebody for an hour and I'll feel good about it and they'll agree with me and I'll unpack some things and I'll see why I do this and why I do this and why does that rage come up and why does that bitterness comes up and then at the end of it I'll just pack it all back up and I'll walk out of the counselor's office hoping next week I can just get further and further away from it or I'll just come to church and I'll worship harder and I'll pray harder and I'll volunteer more and I'll do all this stuff but I'm still carrying this pain still carrying this pain this unforgiveness that Jesus is like, listen, guys, I am telling you, if you're going to pray, pray these things, but don't miss the big one. Don't miss the thing that can get in your way and to keep you from moving into the things that I have for you going forward. Don't miss this, please, I beg you. Today, my prayer is, number one, that you see this clearly, maybe for the first time, you see what this does. You see the pain that it brings, but you also see the weight of the fact that he says, this thing has got to go. It's got to go. And the good news is I love the fact that today we're taking communion. What a good day to take communion. It's almost like it was planned. We're taking communion today. Why do we do this? We take communion to. We remember the blood that was shed for us, the forgiveness, the grace, the mercy that was done for us. Why? So that we can be reminded, this is how I walk. This is how I go forward. This is my path forward. So I, as I do and take communion, I'm reminded what was done for me so in turn I can do for others. Father, the, the pain, listen to me, please, please hear me because I know that this is a tough subject and I know it because, here's the thing, because, because your pain is different than mine, but it's real. And, and Ryan's pain is different to him and Sonia's is different to her and Cruiser's is different to him. Right, like, whatever that is, I, like I get that. Like I get it, but I, I, I'm just saying, and I'm not saying that any of those things, like that we should just dismiss them. I know, I know. But my hope is, and what I'm here to do, is to prod us and push us and remind us that God has called us forward. And the way forward is to cut off that which holds us back. So let's do this. Can we just take a moment before we take communion and just go before God? Some of us have some work to do. Some of us walked in here Carrying unforgiveness. And I can promise you this, if you walk out of here with still carrying it, you will not step forward into the things that God has for you and the fullness that he has for you. 
Like, I can promise you this. But I can also promise you that when you lay it down, a world that is not compromised and held back by a weight that you don't need to carry, it's a whole new world. Let me just say this. I know they don't deserve it. I'll even say that. They might not have earned the fact of you forgiving them. They've not maybe repented the way you wanted them to. They might not have done the things. doesn't matter. It's not what we're waiting for. But be reminded today that we didn't deserve what Christ did. We didn't deserve it. And so we are just following the pattern that Christ has set before us. Let's go ahead and take communion together. Thank you, Ryan. Go ahead and take the wafer slash bread. such a practical thing to remember such a profound truth. Bread and drink to be reminded of the grace and the mercy that was extended towards us. The forgiveness extended towards us. The love that was extended towards us. And now he calls us to extend those same things to others. Let's do this. Let's stand to our feet. I want to pray for us before we go. Does this make sense to anybody? Huh? You got to lay these things down, huh? I don't want to see my family, the people that God's planted me with, bound up by this junk anymore. But no matter how often I, I grab you and lay hands on you and pray over you, I can't make this thing lay down. You have to do it. You have to do it. So I'm just going to pray for us, and then I'm going to send you into being the community. And I hope it takes us an hour and a half to get out of here because people are introducing themselves to each other and saying hello. And I, 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 I'm just, I'm hoping that's the case. Let me pray over us. Father God, I thank you so much. Father, I thank you for this simple truth that you emphasize. Don't miss the unforgiveness part. Father, today we commit to that. Father, we commit to that not just in knowledge but also in action. Father, we will commit as a community to do our best to walk in the things and the way that you would have us go, but also be a people that walk in forgiveness. Let it be so. Father, keep us, direct us, convict us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.